Hello, and welcome to episode two of Splash of Cinema's series covering Succession. So today we are going to be covering episode two, The Rehearsal. First thoughts on this, John, and then I'll dive into it. I mean, this was totally Brian Cox's episode. He dominates and Logan Roy's character dominates. Um, Just emotionally, we get to see Logan kind of act in some ways that he hasn't really acted before. And it's kind of about the transition, I think, that his character's getting ready to undertake, going from Waystar to focusing on a, on ATN. Yeah, I, I love this episode. This might be my favorite episode of Succession ever. This one just really hit me hard. Um, I thought everything was on point, as it always is. And then some of the side gags, like specifically with Carrie, the wannabe news anchor, and Connor you know, his rehearsal gone wrong and going to the karaoke bar with his siblings and stuff. I thought the side gags were also like phenomenal. So this episode just had emotions all over the place. And yeah, great TV, obviously. And that scene when they're all in the karaoke bar and they kind of are doing little family therapy, like let's hash it out session. That was gorgeous. Then later on the scene with Roman and his father, gorgeous i think this episode sets up a lot of super interesting dynamics the rest of the way and each character got a great amount of kind of agency in this episode where they were able to set up what they're going to be dealing with this season and the struggles of that yeah excellent what about you pete yeah you see the uh three-headed attack of uh logan tom and greg uh on carrie and it gets to her. Uh, someone who's been loyal to Logan since her introduction to the show sort of comes to the understanding that, you know, he is this cutthroat guy. He he does do this. And she even hashes it out with the kids in one scene. And yeah, I just, it was phenomenal. I, I really like this one. A lot of questions that need to be answered, for instance, with Roman and his relationship with uh, Logan, you know, it seems like he's going to come back into ATN. Uh, we'll get into some predictions later, but I mean, I loved it. It was phenomenal. Love the Connor and Willa side plot as well. Answering some questions there. Uh, so I think next episode might be their wedding. Uh, so that'll be cool. Accession weddings episodes are usually some of the best ones, I have to say. So I'm super excited. Did you see the trailer for the next one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's definitely going to be their wedding. Mm-hmm. It Actually, I could see it being like the setup and the run up to their wedding. Like, Yeah, but just not going through with it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very excited, of course, for the next episode, but how can you make an episode that's better than that? So much stuff got hashed out. A lot more happened in that episode than I will say the first one. I mean, even Matson was in this episode. That was this season's introduction to Matson. And I think it's funny that I, I see a lot of Logan in Matson or vice versa, however you want to look at it. And he just, you know, that conversation with Kendall, I mean, he's he's known Roman for a little but he's getting into Kendall's skin now and he's going to, you know, crack the seal a little and then just cut him off, really. And Logan's done that so many times. So I like the similarities between Logan and Matson. And I could see, I don't know, a consortium starting up or something between them. Massive medium conglomerate, but these are just thoughts. I'm just spitballing. Oh, yeah. No, this is what this is designed for, to spitball. <laughs> I mean, I, Matson, that was an absolute power play. That was bold. Um, I do think he means it. We'll see. And I think the only one that could kind of convince him otherwise would be Logan. And it seems like it's heading to that place. Um, in fact, Logan might not even go to Connor's wedding because he's going to be so concerned with focusing on talking Matson into 
working some sort of deal out. Um, I thought it was interesting, though, that he said he didn't want Jerry there. I think the tables have kind of turned on Jerry this yeah. season. Yeah. And that little clip of her with the other guy. What's his name? The Frank. Yeah, no, Frank. it wasn't Frank. Oh, uh, Hugo. 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 Yeah, her and yeah. Hugo. And they're clearly watching Carrie's like tape, which, yeah. you know, we'll, I think we'll have a little conversation about that later on. Yeah, as yeah, this yeah. goes on Because that's yeah. a big part of this episode. But it's clear that Logan knows that they're up to him and and his big thing is he's always testing people's loyalty right and they just straight up lie to him and then jerry like says something he doesn't like and he's like well i'm still in charge of you you know what i mean um so i think yeah jerry actually might get kind of cut out a little bit this season she's definitely out of logan's favor so she's gonna have to earn that back somehow or maybe Mm -hmm. flip sides um and the trailer for the next one indicated that there might even be further jerry betrayal coming so I'm kind of yeah. excited to see her on the defense because normally she's kind of in the know in the attack, kind of bridging the gap between the kids and Logan. Yeah, that's yeah. I That's the thing I love about Succession. Like even those minor characters have some stake and some play. You saw that with Frank in episode in season two or season three, I forget. But a lot of the episode was just devoted to him, which I really like. So and we see that in this episode, uh, segueing into the conversation about Carrie and her aspirations to be this TV anchor. Clearly nepotism, if you want to call it that, but some favoritism definitely on Logan's behalf. And I don't know, just the whole side plot with Greg and Tom and you know the curveballs they would take. But I did really lo- love the scene where Tom just told it how it is, and Logan respected the hell out of that. He That was the first time Tom's really ever stood up to Logan in a way, although it was minor, you know? So that was cool to see from Tom. He's definitely getting some more agency just as a character. Wait, what are you what are you talking about? You could see it. It was the scene where Tom was talking to Logan about Carrie's performance. And oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, he did tell it like it was, but also yeah. I think he kind of screwed himself early on in the episode because Logan had watched the tape and it seemed yeah. to me that neither Tom nor Sid had watched it or if they had, they were just kissing Logan's ass. And so Logan was guiding, like that was clearly Logan guiding Tom to say that because he just kept asking questions until eventually Tom says it and he's like, smart, that's smart, that's a good boy, but I'm out of it. Like, I don't think he was really like saying something that Logan wouldn't like. Logan led him to that point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure, That's it's interesting. Like I couldn't tell if him and Sid had actually watched the tape or not because based on his early reaction, he was like, Oh yeah, great, great. She's excellent. Like either he was just trying to kiss Logan's butt or he was absolutely like oblivious to the whole botched. I'm a bad news anchor type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I see it that way now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, at least from a viewing perspective, it felt that way as well, just through the camera work and stuff and succession does that a lot. So that's, that's, that was the main point, but, uh, Oh, yeah. Tom has definitely gained a role. And even they're even afraid of him a little bit, um, all the lower ATN people, because she was even asking during that that big conversation with Greg, when Greg kind of botches how Tom tells him how to execute the conversation. Greg's even asked, like, is this coming from Tom? And that's the first place it comes from, like not Logan, which implies that maybe even Tom has enough power to make that decision on his own. I think that that's pretty interesting. That whole plot was definitely interesting. And it also, you know, further solidifies the kids as like not serious people, which is a theme that comes up later on during that whole like 
scene when they're just watching her like mess up the news over and over again. That's all that Kendall and stuff care about. Like they just mm. want to see little ways in which their dad is embarrassed. And he, yeah. when Logan says like, you're not serious people like that definitely got to me because over and over in succession, like Logan is the one that's serious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's making all the calls. Yeah. Yeah. They're acting out their little like issues with him. Like Kendall doesn't know news. That little part when he's like, yeah, I just want to put Africa on repeat and go global, global yeah. to hyper local. He doesn't, none of them care about news in the way that Logan cares about. That's his domain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in a way they're just doing whatever they can to emotionally get back at their father. I don't think they're making like sound business decisions on their own. We saw that last episode when they went way too high on PGM. Yeah, that was a, that was a phenomenal, I mean, just two great monologues from Brian Cox in this episode. It was really, as you said, it was the Brian Cox show. And I love the title of it, the rehearsals, because it sort of fits, you know, it is this massive, grand monologue. So like, I don't know, just some meta things to think about. The writers of Succession are very smart. That's that's the ultimate point. But uh, yeah, so I you mentioned it earlier, but do you think Brian Cox will win the Emmy like already? After yeah, watching I, this episode? Uh, yeah, you're referencing when I texted you and Sam right uh-huh. after the episode and I was like, Brian Cox has the Emmy locked up. I'm already going to make that prediction. I don't even know how the rest of the season's going to unfold. But unless he dies like next episode, he's already outacted like everyone. And mm-hmm. you know how Tom kind of had his Tom moment in the last like couple episodes of the last season? Yeah. Yeah. Logan's had his Logan moment already, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there'll be more of them. But this was just one of the best acted episodes of television I'd ever seen, and we're only two episodes in. I mean, that speech in the beginning sets the tone, but then later on in the karaoke bar, like when he's, you know, quote unquote, apologizing to his kids in his own like weird power play form. And then later the conversation with Roman, there are three or four moments that are just all time Logan Roy. And they all happen in the same episode. But let's just go back to this that speech on the news floor. I mean, what did you think of that? Yeah, that was that was incredible. Some of the some of the best writing I've heard from Succession. I'll need to pull up a transcript of it at some point. It's probably not out yet, but uh, because that's just phenomenal. I mean, talk about rallying and having a person to look up to. Uh, everyone was inspired in that room. And I don't know. It was funny that how Tom Tom just feels uncomfortable in that space, you know, amongst Logan. So. He needs to work out of that if he wants to move up, definitely. I think one thing we saw like with that speech and, you know, the whole serious people dialogue later on in the episode is that, you know, like it or not, we hate all these characters. I think that's pretty clear. Like mm-hmm. none of them are yeah. good people. Um, we'll say that time and again, but Logan Roy has a certain level of respect. Like no one can watch the show and not respect him for all the decisions he makes and just like the screen he commands. His character is just self-made and like it's it's easy to respect that, I think. So I think the writers make him the good guy. In the first season, it didn't seem that way. But as as the show's moved on, I think we definitely want to sympathize more with Logan. But st- sorry to cut you off. but No, I mean, <laughs> you're saying exactly what's in my head. And, you know, his kids we hate, but we don't really respect them. But Brian Cox, or not Brian Cox, Logan Roy's vision, played by Brian Cox, it seems to be just like entirely right. Like in the end, when he's saying, you know, Roman, I want you to be my dog in ATN, like 
I definitely see that. And I could see like of his children now. I didn't really see it before this episode. But yeah, Roman is the most like him. I would have said Kendall from the beginning. But no, I think it is Roman in a weird way. And who's the one that actually cares about the news among the three kids? Who's the one that Roman. said, I want yeah. clockwork orange at night? Like, that's exactly what Logan wants from ATN. And so, yeah, I could see Roman learning from him and taking over that role. I think that's definitely too easy of a prediction to make. There's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way this season. And Roman hasn't fully endeared himself to the audience yet. There's too many little side jokes and stuff. He's not the serious person that his dad is yet but definitely he has made the case that he's the most like his father and i think his father recognizes that because that little karaoke scene he's not just taking the the chance to hop on his father he's being diplomatic and so he's definitely starting to turn a little corner and i think that that little beatles reference was great when he's like you guys are treating me like george i'm john motherfuckers yeah that that was great yeah he might be taking his John moment. We'll see. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I always love some good Roman episodes. Uh, he really shines in this one. And there is sort of a story within it about Roman. Because uh, early on in the episode, uh, Stewie sort of just is on the street with that other investor. I forget what her name is, but she has a share in in Waystar Royco. Sandy's? Sandy, yeah. Sandy's daughter. Sandy's daughter, I think. Yeah. So... You know, they're, they they want him to vote against the sale. Uh, so it'll be interesting to hear from the kids, especially after that conversation uh, with Matson as well. I mean, there's so many things that are at play with this Gojo deal uh, that are dependent upon the kids. And we'll see if they act in the right way, whatever that may be for the respective characters. But that will be really interesting. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to most. I do think they're going to sell to Gojo because, you know, it is the last season. Uh, I feel like if there was more Waystar Royco action written, they would put it on because it's entertaining as hell. But I think we'll get to that eventually. They definitely do have a couple episodes where they could tease it out and play with it a little bit, though. Yeah. What is it? Ten episode season? Yeah, they might sell to Gojo. But now you're right. There are definitely eight episodes to make a lot of things happen because there's this whole election arc that's going to happen. Oh, right. With Mankin, yeah. The divorce. There's a bunch of stuff that has to play out, at least to a certain extent. Yeah. And but I think that will be the main plot point. Uh, yeah. Gojo and their involvement. Absolutely. But And that's, that's you know, of course, going to be a super interesting thing. You have to respect Matson, and he's an interesting character. And in a way, he's a lot like Logan Roy. He's self-made. But... Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Where before I thought the kids might have a united front against him, I'm starting to see Roman turn. And I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Kendall, Shiv, Stewie, and Sandy Furness, is that enough to stop a sale? No, they need Roman. They need Roman. It's 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 contingent upon Roman. Yeah. And they've kind of just treated it like they have Roman. Mm-hmm. But he's been the most hesitant the whole time. Yeah. And yeah. his dad's starting to turn him. So he's going to, the next two episodes is going to be a lot on Roman, I think, or at least the next episode. And even that trailer started to show that it would be. And, you know, I know we only are doing these short, but last I wanted to hear your take on Connor because we didn't really get into that yet. Him kind of telling his dad the whole, like, I want to be a real American thing. I mean, it's not out of character for Connor, but what do you think about really what was a breakout episode for him? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we just don't get a lot of him. He's sort of this character that's always brushed to the side by the writers uh, because, you know, he's older than the kids. He has a different mom, sort of a disconnect between him and the other siblings. Uh, But I think that scene, the collective scene was really important. And you really got a look at Connor. You know, he's what was his line? I think it was I'm fine with being alone or something along those lines. And, you know, that's the problem with the other kids. They they're not. They need some sort of validation you know, whether it be addiction for Kendall, Shiv is being torn up by Tom. Clearly, you see that in this brilliant performance by Sarah Snook in this episode as well. And Roman, you know, needs his dad's approval. Uh, so they're all searching for something. And Connor, I don't know, it was a cool glimpse into Connor. And I think the evolution of him and Willa will be contingent upon money. I mean, it was sort of hinted at in the episode. I forget who asked it, but they asked Willa, are you in it for the money? And she doesn't give a flat out answer. So that'll be interesting to see, I think, next episode. So really looking forward to next episode. Oh, as I mentioned, always love succession wedding episodes. Always, always memorable. So, yeah. Same. Yeah. No, I'm really pumped. I love that little, that little like sadness kind of monologue from Connor at the end when he's mm. like, you know, that does stru- strike a vein. His character has been ignored and he's incredibly resilient in a lot of ways. And just kind of takes the punches in a way that his siblings can't. But yeah, he, he in a weird little Connor Roy kind of way, put them in their place. And it was building up that whole episode, especially with Roman making his little jokes about Willa. Like that was pushing it just a little bit too far. And I was just yeah. waiting for Connor to crack. And he never like crack cracked, but he did get him back in his own little way. Yeah, you know, his character could break out and do some interesting things. I think... Yeah, I think that may have been like the most you're going to get out of him, that little monologue uh-huh. against them, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and for our listeners who don't know, Connor Roy is played by Alan Ruck, who was Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Interesting little fact. Uh, a lot of people don't know that when they watch the show, and then I have to tell them, you know, that's that's him, that's Cameron. He crashed the Ferrari. I saw a little interview with, with Alan Ruck the other day, actually, about how... Ferris Bueller's Day Off was intended to be like his breakout. Since that movie, all of his characters have been like the brushed away side characters. Oh, okay. And him as an actor kind of regrets that a little bit, but also is like to every Hamlet, there's a Fortinbras and I am that in the film (laughs) industry. Yeah, he said that and he's like, that's that's a good analogy. I like that. And it's in the context of succession because he's absolutely brushed aside. But it's still a character that is almost necessary and needed. And that that's like, if that's how I'm in movies and TV shows, like that's fine by me, but definitely a, a cool little actor, like in the cinema TV canon over time, he's had a pretty interesting career without being mm-hmm. a leading man and everyone else in succession has their little leading man moment, but Connor Roy probably never gets that. This is as close as he's going to get, I think. Yeah, that's, that's really all I had about the episode. I mean, Greg is Greg still. I don't know. This this episode was bad look for Greg. I'll say that. Thinks he's doing well, but he's not good at his job. Uh, but we've seen that time and time again, so not surprised there. And we'll get. I think. I think later throughout this season, as we unpack episodes, we'll get a chance to unpack Greg in more detail. But yeah, this episode didn't really have a huge part. Kind of bungled the few jobs that he did do and reverted to his old like worried self. I think a little bit too much. Yeah. Back to when he was uh, throwing up in 
costumes at an amusement park. That that's the Greg we got this episode. So the disgusting brothers disappeared on us a little <laughs> bit. Uh, not a not a strong episode for Tom overall. I think either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not the best look all around. So yeah, I think that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Pete? Not really. I'm super excited for the third episode. Excited for the rest of the season. Listeners, I mean, if people are talking about this, people are talking about succession, you should stay in the loop. It's it's a great show if you are listening for some reason and you haven't watched it. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say. I vouch for the show heavy. Feel free to uh, to reply. Uh, we have a little question prompt on Spotify for every episode now. What do you think about the episode? Feel free to put that in there if you want us to do takes on certain characters after these episodes. But thank you for listening to our little succession reaction episodes. We hope we maybe give a little spin on the show that you didn't think of before. Um, And we look forward to the third episode coming out next Sunday, 9 PM primetime HBO slot. So thank you for listening to our succession episode two, the rehearsal recap. I'm John. I'm Pete. Thanks a lot, everyone. See you next week. Next week. (laughs) Nice. 80 degrees. Oh, shit. That's sick. Hell yeah.